What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Prepare to Impact podcast. Hopefully you've been doing well since the last time we've talked. I know it's been a little while, so I appreciate the patience. So we'll go ahead and get some formalities out of the way. If you already haven't, come and join us over on Facebook. You can find me www.facebook.com backslash prepare to impact. Stop by, drop a like, check out the content on the page. We're making moves. Just want to give a shout out real quick to everybody that stopped by for the Facebook Live that we did. Greatly appreciated the attendance and the participation. I look forward to doing more of those with you guys in the future. And of course, just elevating the quality of that experience as I get more in depth with what I'm doing here with the Prepare to Impact podcast. So today, I got one question. If you got a backbone in, you know it. Clap your hands. Did you clap your hands? I hope so. Today, I want to talk about uh, backbone, being the Robin Hood to the less fortunate sometimes, and what that means and what you're willing to do. And how do you know if the quote unquote juice, unquote, is worth the squeeze? Do you move forward and tackle something? Do you jump at every opportunity to try to go be a white knight? Do you let some people fail? You let people learn from life experiences and punches in the face, slaps on the cheek sometimes. How do you distinguish go or wait? I know for me, personally, this is sitting on my mind because it comes from a recent conversation that I had. So of course, I'm using this to unplug my brain and kind of dive a little bit deeper into the concept. So to tie this in, how does this fit in with me, John B? Well, I have a very large reputation for being looked at as brash, against the grain, maybe even sometimes questioning authority. But I gotta be real. I got to be honest about this real quick. I don't think that I've ever purposely questioned anybody's authority on purpose, right? Maybe on accident, maybe subconsciously, but as we've developed you knowing who I am and kind of how I think and why I'm doing this, if I'm ever asking a follow-up question, it's more so so for my personality and how my brain processes stuff, I can fully understand exactly what you are asking me to do. I'm not a robot, so If you ask me to do a task, I'm probably going to ask you, do you mind if I do it XYZ way to give you the same product? Because I honestly just don't like taking people's words for trust me because I said so, which we've talked about before. So if me simply asking a question fires off a reactive thing in somebody else to be like, oh my God, who do you think you are asking me questions? Do you know who I am? Or, you know, whatever. We've talked about all those personality types that are out there. So if I ask a question and you jump off and you're like, oh, you're questioning me. Well, no, I'm not questioning you. I'm questioning your request, demand, ask. Like, I'm, that's what I'm questioning because I need to understand exactly what you're asking me. And if you ask me, hey, draw a circle and that's it, then I'm going to ask you, do I have the freedom to choose how I draw that circle. And that's not me questioning your authority. That's just me asking you like, okay, you said draw a circle, but now what? Are you going to give me the chalk and the paper? Do you prefer marker? Do you want fine tip, thick tip? What do you like? Where where are we at? Can we expand past that? So again, we got to keep in mind, right? My life has been completely different ever since I started walking around and my brain has like a new flagging system of interacting with people where I'm like, okay, is this person cogging the system off the radar and they're cool with it? Are they more of a manager type? Are they more of a leader type? And then that has helped me better communicate or interact with people because I'm not trying to get frustrated within my own brain because this person just isn't getting it, right? 
if I'm talking from a leader mindset or a leader brain or a leader processing center and they're a manager, we've already decided that the two of them don't really communicate well, which is fine. But if there's still a job to get done and the two of you have to work together, how do you do it? Right? So now we go, okay, well, do I have a backbone in this to maybe come across as a little bit abrasive or a little bit hand against the grain? And if I get a splinter, you know, whatever, that happens sometimes. Thank goodness somebody decided to create tweezers because then I just pull it out and keep moving. But the spine thing, I think that that comes into play a lot because more times than not, you get these people that they'll go to somebody and they'll vent. They'll be super pissed, right? super, super mad, like just going off the hinges, jumping off the edge, and you're trying to pull them back to keep them back, keep their feet planted firmly. And they're just going crazy. And then you ask one simple question. Did you say anything to them about how you feel? Well, uh, 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 no, I mean, it's, it's just pointless. Like, it's just nothing's going to change. It's not going to they're not going to listen. And then you kind of just sit there and you're like, okay, well, now you ask one question, right? And then they answered, and then you ask a follow-up question, which is, well, how do you know or how can you guarantee that nothing is going to change if you didn't take the chance to say anything, right? So some people, maybe more passive-aggressive people, their whole fight or flight is the juice worth the squeeze usually initially will lean toward the flight side because to them, the rationale is if I don't say anything, then I don't give them anything to respond back to me with. So if I let them just speak their piece, and even though I don't agree, or it's inconveniencing me, or it doesn't make sense, or whatever, when they're done talking, that means that this interaction is done. So then I get to walk away, and then they get to just stay wherever they're at. So if you're always leaning, or if you find yourself always leaning toward this flight interaction to where you're like, I'm just going to let them speak their piece, and I'm going to walk. It just rolls back to this whole like, closed mouths don't get fed type deal. Like sometimes you have to have a spine to stand up straight, to stand up for yourself, to stand up for something you don't agree with, to stand up on other people's behalf. You're not just having a spine for you in most cases, especially if you find yourself as like a leader or the boss or the manager of the section or whatever, you're standing up on other people's behalfs. You're standing up for your team. You're standing up for your colleagues. You're standing up for the new person that, you know, the more established people are trying to take advantage of because they're new and they don't know any better. So they're having them do things that are not part of the normal day-to-day operations for people to do, or they're having the new brand new person do things that they don't want to do because they're like, well, you're new, so you do it. I've been here long enough. I shouldn't have to do that anymore. And I want to side note right now, please enjoy a quick rant by your host, John B. With what I just said, if you are ever in a job and you get to a point where you feel like I've been here long enough, I shouldn't have to do that anymore. I want you to go to wherever you work. If it's a desk, a cubicle, an office with a door placard on it, I don't care where it is. I want you to take your name tag. I want you to put it in a box. I want you to take your placard off the door. I want you to put that in a box. I want you to pack your stuff up nice and neatly, keep it organized so you don't forget anything. I want you to pick that box up and I want you to leave because you are no longer a benefit to anybody that works indirectly or directly with you. Wow, let's give a round of applause for that, huh? That guy sure can get fired up about things he's passionate about. Now, back to your naturally scheduled experience. I hope you're enjoying yourself. So, all in all, I think we can agree that you just don't want to be that guy, right? It doesn't matter how long you've been somewhere, 
people can nod to the fact that you're experienced or you put in a lot of time at a job or with a company or whatever. Nobody's out trying to actively take that away from you. However, be humble. Come on. Just be humble. Humble is the key to happiness for everybody that you work around. If you're humble, you are so much more tolerable as a person in general. And that's even if you're bad at stuff. If you're humble about being bad, people don't mind being around you. If you're lying to yourself about being bad, people don't want to be around you. If you're not humble about your, I don't know, achievements or what you bring to the table, or even I can make this real. So I went through a point in my career where at a certain point I felt like what I was doing was not being noticed because I worked at the time with a bunch of people that came to work to focus on the bad. I went through an episode where everything good that I did or everything that I changed and made better, or everything that I elevated, every time I made a team better, every time I changed something in a section, I went and told every single person in the upper tier of where I worked. I told every single one of them. And 99% of the time, the reaction was, why are you telling me this? I'm not your direct flight chief. You don't work under me. I'm not responsible for you. So why are you letting me know this? But in my mind at the time, the rationale was, well, if they're so caught up on the negative, if I push the positivity and the effort into their face, then they have no choice but to acknowledge what I'm actually here doing. And I wasted a lot of time doing this, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I say this because I'm sure that a lot of people are out spinning their wheels actively doing what I just talked about. And the only way that you can avoid that is realizing nobody really in the grand scheme of things cares about what you do good. Like they can nod or say, hey, thanks or give a high five. Like even me personally, when I tell my teammates like, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. Like it's because it it positively affects everybody that is involved or indirectly involved with what they're responsible for. Right. They don't come to work to only do things to get validated by a single source person, because then you're putting way too much responsibility or expectation on one person that ultimately may only be projecting like they care. So what if you go to them with all your positivity and all of your effort on a day that is a quote unquote off day for them and you get that like cold, chilly reception of why are you telling me this? That's your job. We expect you to do things like that. Was there anything else? That's going to demoralize you. You're going to be like, why the hell do I even come here? Why do I stay late after work? Why do I put so much effort into my teammates to try to make them better? Why do I go and try to make things easier for my, for my boss when they just showed me they don't care? It doesn't matter. The little stuff doesn't matter. It does matter, but it has to matter to you. You can't only be doing it for the sake of having somebody else come to you and be like, that's nice. So the backbone comes in to say, if you go to somebody, because let's say, again, they challenge you to a task and they said this process is broken or needs attention or needs to be fixed for whatever reason, so do it. And you go to them and go, hey, I'm just following up. I did it. It's fixed. XYZ has been done. We've done this, this, this as variable mitigations. So if this pops up, we already have a work. If this pops up, we already have a fix. And they look at you and they're like, okay. That what I mean, yeah, we expected you to do something. I don't know why you're telling me that. That is not their fault, okay? I'm going to say that because the old me would have instantly got pissed off in that situation and been like, wow, what a crappy leader or what a crappy boss or what a crappy whatever. But now I'm telling you, 
only do things because your moral compass says, you know what, this is my standard. My standard is 110% regardless if my leadership shows me that they only come and give 60. My moral compass is 110% because I don't want to get out of bed and waste my own time. I got one life to give. I got one life to live. And even if I'm not in the perfect job that makes me absolutely happy every single day of the week, I still come here and give 110% because my moral compass doesn't allow me to do anything else. Even on an off day where somebody on the outside looking in goes, oh, what, you only came and gave 75% today? I'm self-aware enough to know that that day, that whatever I was able to get done that day, that was my 110%. My 110% didn't go below 110% by putting that person in their place by saying something stupid like that to me. Because realistically, you could probably look at them and be like, oh, wow, like you coming and talking to me and saying something out of the side of your neck has probably been the most productive thing I've seen you do in the last quarter. But see, you don't say those things. You do say it in your head or you say it later when you're like, you know, on the PlayStation playing with your friends through a headset or something when you guys are reminiscing about how much you enjoyed your day at work. But you don't say it actively. And that's where your backbone kind of flexes, right? Your backbone kind of pulls your shoulders back. And that moment where you go to fix your tongue to say something crazy, your spine and your backbone tightens up. It pulls your core in. It pulls that belly button toward the spine. It makes you stand up, right? It makes you look that person right in the face and just go, all right, have a good one. And you walk away. Because having a spine isn't always just being the aggressor. Sometimes having a spine is being real enough with yourself, knowing what you bring to the table, and you don't need that validation from somebody else. You're out getting it. Every day isn't perfect. Nobody expects that. And if you work for somebody that does honestly expect perfection from you, please do me a favor. Slow down. Take the foot off the pedal. You don't have to work at the same speed they do. Because working fast, unless you're very, very efficient at what you do, something is going to get overlooked. And if you get caught slipping with enough little things that make a big thing, now you look incompetent. Now your trustworthiness is getting called into question. Now your credibility is getting called into question. Now people are looking at you like, can we really trust them with the most simple of tasks when this is the product they create? Work at a speed that is efficient and safe for you and create products that you're proud of. Again, this is aside from saying that you have your dream job right now. If you don't have your dream job, good. Learn from that. Grow through that. Grow into the job. Take something from that job. If you don't want to be there forever, that's fine, but that's where you're at right now. So I can promise you bitching and moaning and being Debbie Downer and feeding that toxic stuff to the people around you You're going to find that one toxic person that loves toxic. They live off of it. If you cut them open, their veins are going to drip a level of acid that could burn through a tile floor. And they're going to eat up all of this bitching and moaning. And they're just going to take it all in. They're going to love it, right? Because on their radar, it's, oh, they trust me. So that's why you're coming to tell me. And then who knows what they do with that information afterwards. I'm sure you listening right now, you've played the game of telephone. You get six people in a line, you start with their original message, and then you see what the message is at the end. Information is going to change inevitably unless you're getting it from the source. So don't give somebody that pleasure. Don't do it. Please don't do it. All right. So far, what should you have written on your uh, mental note page? Well, a couple of things. Humble is the key to happiness for everybody around you. Let's remember that because you're in control of that. Just be humble. Uh, Don't put all your expectations in one basket on one person because why? Why would you do that? 
we as humans aren't made to meet other people's expectations more times than not. We're too worried about ourselves subconsciously. Not to say there are some of you out there are not willing to put others before yourself, but that was a learned trait, something that you realized you enjoyed doing or were good at. That didn't you didn't just wake up and it was like, oh, everybody's got to come first. I got to come last. Usually it's because of exposure to circumstances or an environment or the work environment or whatever. And you just realize I'm kind of a natural nurturer. And I've learned that through the years of being alive. And I don't mind taking care of people and putting them before me. And uh, my biggest thing, which I love to do, is talk to yourself more. Make that moral compass that we talked about your best friend. So if and when it ever happens that the human beings that you interact with decide to go left, but your life path is taking you right, and now you feel like, oh my God, where is everybody going? Am I supposed to be by myself during this time? You got that lovely moral compass that has been being worked on this entire time. Oh my gosh. Self-awareness is so powerful when you least expect it. But let's be honest, far too often, not just me, I'm sure you see people, see your old friends, your new friends, your potential friends. They rely on other people so much. They get so excited that this person seems too good to be true. And what does that old grandma that one of us probably have always say? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Come on. That's humans. Showing what our natural wiring looks like. Self-preservation. If it doesn't benefit me, why am I still around it? You know what I mean? So that's just it. Don't get mad at other people. Don't be upset by other people. Gary Vaynerchuk, the master of using cuss words to hammer home his point, says he's never let down by anybody because he literally doesn't have expectations of anybody. No one. No one. He doesn't hold expectations of anybody. All of the people that he hires, he has no expectations of them because they are them. He is he and I am me, right? So if we stop getting so damn caught up in having people come in our lives, And immediately you plaster them with all these expectations. As a friend, you just say, as a friend, I expect you to do this and this and this. And if I call and you don't pick up by the third ring, then I'm not your friend anymore. Oh my goodness. You're setting yourself up for failure. It gets a little bit more gray area when you get into relationships because obviously relationships more times than not are built on some like unspoken agreement that shows itself through compromise. And compromise is a great tool if and when it's used correctly. But it can't be an excuse to just give somebody a bunch of expectations and if they don't meet them, you boot them out. When you meet somebody that you end up dating or to the extreme, you end up marrying and start a family and start having kids and all this other stuff. Year one, they are not going to be the same person in year three or in year five or in year whatever. You are constantly evolving as a person individually. And then you have this whole secondary part of life where you're adapting and growing either with or away from the person that you're sharing your life with at that given time. So we got to not make excuses and not make excuses to run away from people because they quote unquote didn't meet your expectations. That's great to have expectations of people if you choose to do that, but you're going to be let down more times than not. And if you have a fairy tale relationship or a fairy tale friendship because you're like, well, no, I mean, I have expectations, but really ask yourself, is this an expectation 
Or is it kind of just like a logical thing? Like, I can't say my expectation of my friends is to treat me with respect. Like, that's just logic. Why would anybody come out of nowhere and just disrespect me for no reason if I haven't given them a reason to? All of us should naturally let somebody start at 100, and then they will degrade themselves over time because, as we've talked about, true colors in due time will reveal themselves. You just have to be a little bit patient, and then people will do the work for you. So, just don't, uh... Don't get lost in the jungle of expectation. Live your life. Focus on yourself. Don't be afraid of the alone time. Get to know that moral compass because more times than not, that's going to be your BFF when it comes to making decisions that are best for you, for you, not for somebody else, not for the sake of being the cool kid in your your little group or your little crew. You don't need to be teacher's pet, okay? You don't need to be a brown noser to get where you need to go. You could probably get there faster if you're willing to do that, but probably not going to make a lot of friends on the way, which if that doesn't matter to you, then hey, more power to you. I'm not here to judge because again, I'm not a guru. This is just life according to me. But one thing that absolutely eats me up and I hate seeing it happen to people is when they are so vested in somebody else and that somebody else ends up letting them down. And then it's like everything that they thought that they had or wanted is now burnt down in ashes and the world is shattering down around them. And of course, humans are emotional creatures, so emotions take over and now you're being deterred or distracted away from what really matters, which is whatever goal you're after in life. But you got so hung up because somebody let you down. Big deal. Who cares? That person let you down and that was inevitable. They weren't meant to be there for very long. People come around for reasons and seasons, and some people just ain't the seasoning on the food that you need. Sometimes they ruin the dish. So you should thank them for excusing themselves from the table. Because you should be a little bit more exclusive of a club. Don't let everybody sit at your table. There's got to be some like exclusive benefit of even you allowing somebody to get within your aura of a circle. That needs to be a privilege. Like People need to earn that. Don't don't fall for the little grin, smirk, smile. Hey, hey, how you doing? Like, what is that? Nobody's about that. Have that backbone. Have that spine. Stand up for yourself. Let people and make people understand that you don't get to just come and go as you please. Unfortunately for you, this table isn't in the middle of a cowboy saloon with a revolving door. Once you're here, you're here for a reason. And once you're dismissed, you can't come back to the table. That's where we fail. And I'll say we because I've done it before. But that is where we fail. We allow people to get up from the table and walk out on their terms and come back on their terms. And then we're just left as like we're the waiter for the table. Like all of a sudden that ain't, that's not our table anymore. It's theirs. Like so you don't even have a table. You're just hoping that eventually you get asked to sit back down at your table when this person decides to come sit down with you. Like what is that? That's your table. Take ownership of it. You are your most important asset. That table is your asset. Who you allow to sit at that table, that is your asset. Do not invest in people that are not worth investing in. If you're not going to get some type of payback or benefit or growth from somebody, don't waste your time, energy, or money. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't convince yourself that, oh, this is the person that I need to be around. It's probably not. If you're that sure up front, I don't know. Slow down. Take your foot off the pedal. Let people do the work for you. Okay? You got it. I got it. We got it. Together, we're going to continue to grow. For today, that's it. I hope your chair was comfortable. I want to send a special shout out to my man Kai for serving up the drinks. 
he's new a little bit faster so no spilled drinks today i'm grateful for that hopefully your cocktails were to your liking alcoholic non-alcoholic your choice we have everything here for you until next time thank you for stopping by prepare to impact be safe talk to you later